The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. She came in through the bathroom window. Yet another reason why windows and bathrooms are a terrible idea. So this has a, the feel of a long song to me, but it only clocks in a, a minute 58. And I guess that's because it tells a jam-packed story. You know, whenever I listen to it, I always try to track the narrative, which I think is a sign of a good song. Uh, I really like the hand claps that seemingly come out of nowhere in the second verse. And the bass throughout the track. You know, I, I never loved the days of the week calling each other thing. You know, it seemed childish. Uh, I've since read Paul has synesthesia, so I guess I let it go. What is synesthesia? That is when you feel uh, sensations or you associate, um, like, colors with, like, the days of the week or uh, numbers um, and stuff like that. That you, you normal, that usually you wouldn't, you know, they don't mean anything physically to you. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yes. I knew someone who had it. Um, it's not like a debilitating disease or anything. It's just a weird thing that some people It's a have. feature. It's a feature, not a bug, yes. yes. Well, I, didn't, I actually did not know that, so that's, that's very, that's, that's cool. I did not know that, yeah. You learn something new it, every day. That is the thing so far. More to come. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. Uh, yeah, this is the most complete song for me in the whole medley. Like, I feel like this is the one that I could pull away from the rest, and it kind of holds up as just like a pop song in its own right. Uh, I love the guitar riff that runs through the verses like so much. Like, I want to live in that world, and I love that like a whole song is kind of built around that uh, in that verse. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Also, I have a I have a window in my bathroom. I don't I don't see a problem with that unless someone crawled into it. Then, but that'd be a little hard. Uh, is your bathroom on like oh. the ground floor or? I have one. I have one on the uh, ground floor and one on uh, upstairs. The ground floor one would would uh, make me uncomfortable. It's just me. It's bad enough I have to look in the mirror in the bathroom. Mirror in the bathroom, uh, please don't mean the door is locked, just you and me. Can I take you to a restaurant that got fast tables you could watch yourself while you are eating? Sorry, that's for the English Beat podcast we're going to do. Right. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up. Pick so up. she came in... Back to the Beatles, please. <laughs> You're like, I don't uh, like I ska. <laughs> and now my my rendition of Meet Me in the Bathroom by the Strokes. Great book. And, and now I will read the book in its entirety, all eight million pages of Meet Me in the Bathroom. So many pages. A song about the apple screw. So What's many that? pages in that book. It's really, it's really it long, was a really long but book. But it's really well done. Yeah. Yeah, it was well done, very well re- researched. It's about uh, the history of the New York City music scene from the mid-90s to 
2010, I guess, or something. Yeah. And uh, they got pretty much everybody to be interviewed in it, uh, except for the, the Carlos from Interpol. I think that was the one holdout. Oh, he was the only one. Was that it? Yeah, I think so. Out of the the main bands, the only one who what didn't participate because he was he's too good for it. He's moved on. He has life, moved on. Stuff. Sure, we've all moved on in some way. Yes. Um. A song about the Apple Scruffs we're talking about. She came in through a bathroom window in case you joined us late somehow. Uh, quote unquote Apple Scruffs, the groupies. Uh, that's a word for it. The Apple Scruffs had held vigil outside the group's headquarters, Abbey Road Studios, and the members' homes. She came in through the bathroom window, was written by Paul, and first released as part of the Law Medley on Abbey Road. The song is believed to have been based on an incident involving some fans who took a ladder from McCartney's Garden climbed into his house in Cavendish Avenue, London, and stole a precious picture, possibly of his father. And Diane Ashley was one of the Apple Scruffs. She was quoted as saying, We found a ladder in his garden and stuck it up at the bathroom window, which he left slightly open. I was the one who climbed up and got in. Well, that's odd, Paul. You can't leave a bathroom window slightly I don't open. care how smelly it is. You've got to keep it closed if you're Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Just get uh, an air fresh. Uh, you know, spray. Yeah, you can afford it. You're a freaking beetle. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting to buy it. Bloody hell. Um, yes. So Paul said in his lyrics book, I'm still abused by the distinction of the woman who could steal, but she could not rob. A nice distinction, if ever there was one. What a pat on the back. And that, of course, goes back to the fact that a woman did actually sneak into my house through the bathroom window that was a bit ajar. A fan, apparently, one of a group called the Apple Scruffs, she found a ladder lying outside my home and house in London. As far as I recall, she stole a picture of my cotton salesman dad, or robbed me of it. But I got the song in return. That's nice. Cotton salesman dad reminds me of Billy Martin, the five-time former Yankee Badger who famously once uh, got into a fist fight with a marshmallow salesman wait really in a bar yes that was before one of his many firings uh yeah that's whatever some of the scruffs are said to have known where mccarty kept the key to his house it took turns to look around inside the more daring of the set took mementos from the scene until mccarty became wise to the losses uh margot bird i like that name margot she said, uh, there were really two groups of Apple Scruffs, those who would break in and those who would just wait outside with cameras and autograph books. I used to take Paul's dog for a walk and got to know him quite well. What? I knew there was one picture he particularly wanted back, a color-tinted picture of him in a 30s frame. I knew who had taken this and got it back for him. So Margot walked Martha, I guess. Who's walking Martha? Margot. Margot's walking Martha. <sighs> That's just weird that you're just going to, like, walk into the house and just presumptively, well, first of all, break in. But just odd, like, "Eh, you know, this dog needs a walk. Well, since I'm here, (laughs) you have to have some real stones for that. And and I guess Martha's not a guard dog. I guess not. (laughs) Not More of a, uh, um, what's a a museum tour guide's name? Like, what's the term for that? Oh. um, Besides museum tour guide. Ah, whatever. Yeah, that's uh, Marvin's like, come in here, uh, over here. You have a picture of a cotton oh salesman. God. 
McCarty Sabres attempted to contact him when they realized the break-ins were taking place, inspiring the lines. Sunday's on the phone to Monday, Tuesday's on the phone to me. This is Paul again saying, I used to see the days of the week in colors. Monday was black, Tuesday was yellow, Wednesday was green, Thursday was dark blue, Friday was red, Saturday was orange, Sunday was white. When I saw the name of the day of the week, I pictured them like that. It's a form of synesthesia. So there you go. That reminds me of the Seinfeld scene when Newman and Kramer are arguing over like if what days of the week have a feel. Oh yes, and yes. Jerry's like Thursday has a feel, <laughs> and Jerry's like shut up. <laughs> Friday has a feel. Sunday has a. Feel. Um, so the line Sunday's on the phone and Monday Tuesday's on the phone to me are particularly resonant for me. I use essentially the same advice in Lady Madonna, where I have Friday night arrives without a suitcase and Sunday morning creeping like a nun. It seems to be fruitful ground for me. I think what's interesting is like he apparently he's saying he doesn't have synesthesia anymore. Uh, I don't know because he said he used to have it, and I thought that was or more like he used to know. use it as a lyrical device. Mm, I don't know. No, he he said it like he used to see the days of the week as colors. I don't know. We'll have to when we interview him. We'll yeah, we'll ask. we'll save it for the the, the post pod. Mm-hmm. Another version of the tale was revealed by the Moody Blues. Their former keyboard player Mike Pinder claimed that a groupie climbed through an open bathroom window and spent the night with band member Ray Thomas. Pinder and Thomas are said to have told McCartney about the incident the next day, who began strumming on a guitar and improvised the opening line. So a night in white like, satin. Hey, hey, that's our story. So a night in white satin would be happen on Sunday. So I guess Ray Thomas and Mike Pinder had a night in I white satin. So. That's a taking things literally. In 1980, John Lennon said the song was written while he and McCarty were in New York in 1968. John added he wrote that when we were in the New York in New York announcing Apple, and we first met Linda. Maybe she's the one that came in the window. I don't know. Somebody came in the window. It wasn't Linda. Uh, I, I, and I've, I hate this trivia, but uh, when they were in New York at 68 for Apple, they were on The Tonight Show, but Johnny Carson wasn't there. What? <laughs> he wasn't in that night. The guest host was Joe Garajola. Who? Who? Yeah. He, he was a catcher. And he was, uh, like, the NBC baseball color analyst. Oh. But he also, like, did... He also worked, like, show business shows for some reason. He he was okay, but he he wasn't, like, that good, that charming, you know? Uh, so it was, a, it was an odd mix. And uh, I don't know if that video clip's still up of John and Paul there. It, it was a low bar sure to be were, Johnny like, Carson's fill-in host for a week. Yeah. But I can't imagine why Carson wouldn't want to like. You know what? I'll 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 have my vacation next week. You know, that's that, that I don't understand. Could have been a last minute booking. Who knows? Maybe. At the end of his two week stay in New York, McCarty was in a taxi heading to JFK Airport at a time he needed a final verse for his song and noticed the driver's police identification panel on the dashboard. The ID had a photograph of the driver along with the name Eugene Quitz above the words New York Police Department. So I got, so I quit the police department, which are part of the lyrics to that. 
This was the great thing about the randomness of it all. If I hadn't been in this guy's cab, or it had been someone else driving, the song would have been different. Also, I had a guitar there, so I could solidify it into something straight away. I assume he didn't do that in the cab. No. Just took the guitar. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> you know, instead of paying you, uh, buddy, I could play you Wonderwall and get out of my cab. So yeah, how many Lyft drivers inspire songs these days? That's that's something I want to know. You know, compared to Uber, maybe. I'm, I had a really weird Uber or Lyft ride in San Diego where the the cab was or the car rather looked like cash cab inside. Ooh. So it was all lit up, like very strange. But I wasn't on cash cab, and this I, like this guy was going had this really long monologue to me about the universe and stuff so much so that I started recording it because it was very strange. <laughs> wow. But I didn't turn it into a song. Talk, talk about, t- not yet. Talk about Taxi Cab Confessions. Yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> That's my... Uh, Maybe it used to be Cash Cab and, uh, you know, I don't think that Maybe, shows uh, well, anymore. Yeah. They don't do new episodes. Yeah. So. I don't know what they, else they do with it. That was Looked a, down. hold on, you, you made a Simpsons joke there, right? Uh, Polyfeed Pam and she came in for the bed for window were recorded as one on July 25th, 1969. They taped 39 takes of the songs as basic track, with John and Paul's singing guide vocals where needed. Joe Cocker's cover of the song reached number 30 on the Billboard Top 40 in 1970. What do you think of that song? Because I know you've heard it. I've seen him perform it live. How, how about that? Uh, how, how about them apples? Yeah, he does a good job. It's Joe Cocker. Like, you, you know what you're getting when it comes to, yeah. to Joe Cocker. <laughs> Love count, zero. Josie scale, I do this. Uh, yeah. Just a yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I give it a yeah. I like the song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.